0: What's good, kings and queens? It is your boy Lawrence Green. I just want to say thank you all for all of the listens, all of the likes, all of the sharing. Um, I recently my church had a singles conference, and I got a chance to do a workshop on a previous podcast from season one. I'm a virgin but my mind ain't. And um, I wanted to share this with you. Um, I might uh, put post the video onto YouTube and get a YouTube channel. Um, Started, so tell you guys what you think about that. Um, But I hope you enjoy the workshop and be blessed. Peace out. Bye. And so, um, Getting back to my notes, I felt like my mind was a mess. I had allowed kids, I had allowed society, I had allowed my feelings, I had allowed my experience, my abuse, my lack of understanding, porn, masturbation to shape my sexuality and not according to God's design. Um, My goal for this workshop is to give you guys a healthy perspective perspective and reintroduce to you God's sexual economy and design. so I wanted to start off. In, in the book, it talks about that we are inherently sexual beings. And now I know that um, may make, make you have a take a step back being that we are believers, but I, I want you to also understand the fact that, that you are also a spirit being as well. And just because I said that we are sexual beings does not mean that our identity lies in the fact that, in our sexuality. Does that make sense? Yes. And so it's just like my identity is in Christ. I'm a son or daughter of the Most High God. I'm a son or daughter of righteousness. I'm a son or daughter of the King. And we recognize that that is our identity. But just like we understand the aspect that I am a male, right, you can see that I'm a male, you can also see that I am black, but that does not change my identity in Christ. Does that make sense? So so you can be a Christian and also a sexual being. You know what I'm saying? Because it would would deny the fact that the sexual hormones that God has placed down on the inside of you, in your body. And it's just like God has given each and every single part of you purpose. Just like he's given my maleness purpose, right? He's given my blackness purpose, and he's also given your sexual desires purpose. He's given your life purpose everything that god put down on the inside of you is with purpose so which means that everything that he's given us is a gift to be well stewarded. after does that make sense yes and so for me it was a, it was an eye-opener because it lets me know that i'm not sitting here going through these feelings because of some kind of punishment mm-hmm. or that god is trying to punish me because he put these desires in me, and now I have to sit here and wait till I'm married to be able to fulfill these desires. I have to repress these desires that I have down inside of me. But no, God has given me this gift, this 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 uh, these feelings, these desires, to be a good steward for His glory. Give your feelings and your desires purpose. Purpose to be with an individual. Purpose to be with the with the one person that God has called for you to be with on this planet. If God is calling you for marriage, not all of us are called to marriage, mm-hmm. and so it's having that understanding of uh, So now whether whether I am married in this in this earthly realm or I'm married in the heavenly realm, because how many know that we're going we're, we're married to Christ? Yeah. And so whether I keep myself, whether you're a virgin or not virgin, whether you're uh, Physical version or a soul version, there is a there is a keeping of a stewardship of one's purity that is that is that is asked of you. Amen. Amen. And so I want to I want to go back to the beginning. Let's go to Revelation chapter two. writes, the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right, Sorry, to right hand, and who walks among the seven golden lampstands, I know your works, and your toils and your patience endures, and how you cannot bear with those who are evil, but have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not, and found them to be false. I know you to endure patiently and bearing up for my name's sake. And you not having wrong weary, but I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love that you had had at first. Remember therefore from where you have fallen and repent, and do the works that you did at first. If not, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. Yet you, yet this you have and hate the works of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. And he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who conquers, I will grant him to eat the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. And so some of you maybe reread that passage and be like, okay, so what does that have to do with sexuality, what does that have to do with anything that we're talking about, and here's why. We're gonna indirectly use this passage to address um, something that I believe that God was addressing to the church. He's addressing to the church, he said, I see the toil, I see the patient endurance that you have been enduring as a church. I see your good habits. I've been seeing that. And I want to let you know that the Father's heart is that he sees your efforts in trying to stay pure. I believe that when you came to this conference as a single and as a believer, that you are working towards whether you're in a relationship or outside a relationship or living a singleness or to singleness or in a courtship or whatever your relationship status is in maintaining your purity, I want to let you know that God sees that your efforts to stay pure, to stay holy, to stay true to one, to stay true to the virtue of God that dwells down on the inside of you, that he sees it. Yeah. But then I think also too is that what he addresses with the church is that you've forgotten one thing. He says you've forgotten the love. And I think sometimes we get so hard and fighting and that's what makes it difficult in our minds when it comes to the temptations. It's like, oh. I've been waiting for so long. You know, <laughs> yeah. is it even worth it? You know, I'm out here doing this, and she can get a man, and she better like, She goes from one relationship to another relationship to another relationship, and we start to have these fights in our minds, and it just like it becomes a work of I just gotta keep it tight, I gotta keep it locked down, I gotta keep it together, I gotta keep fighting. I gotta keep fighting. <laughs> and it's just like you no, know, God say I see the fight, yeah, but bring the love back. Mm-hmm. I need you to do it because you love me. I need you yeah. to do it because that because we have a relationship That's first. Right. Yeah. Because I married you first. Yeah. I love you yes. first. And I'm, you're fully known and fully loved by me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Bring the love back. All right. he, see, he sees you. He sees you at night toiling. He knows the DMs. <laughs> he knows the midnight text messages. He knows we, we love watching scandals and how to get away from murder and sometimes the stuff he knows about the old stuff that pops back up in our minds, he knows about the co-workers that... Amen. And so it's just like, he's saying, I see you and, I, and, I, and I'm and I glad, I'm glad seeing see what you're doing. I'm proud of you. But continue to bring the love back. Amen. Amen. All right, let's go back to Genesis chapter 1. So we went to the beginning. We know that God loves us. He sees us. We're not out here struggling by ourselves out here in these streets. Because it can get hard out here for a single. Amen. <laughs> okay, and I want to read um, one verse in. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. So God created man in his own image. And in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And I believe that this is the first time we see in the, from the beginning of time that God had created us in his image first. And then he created two entities, both the masculine, feminine, the masculine entity and the feminine representation of God, both a piece of him that went together, bring something just an even more beauty of him, not to one to be dominating over the other one, not that it's just an equal, a equal partnership, almost like the Trinity, you know, we read about the Bible, uh, uh, talks about, you know, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, they work together. And even with Jesus, when he was talking, when he would talk, he'd be like, you know, the the Father and the Son, we we we, we work together. The one is not higher than the other one. You know, I listen to what the Father is saying. This one, you know, and I I'm obedient. And it's just like um, I believe that that's what God is calling for in in this particular season. And we can see in today's society that there's this big old thing in the news that we see about toxic masculinity, right? Where this this idea of where the the masculine entity dominates over the feminine entity, but we see in the beginning in Genesis that he called for an equal thing, and I think as a as a male and as a Christian male is recognizing some of these some of, uh, the, these these um, these impure these uh, wrong ideologies of when it comes to respecting the uh, the just a woman and a female. For her whole self and not just for her body. Amen. And it's just like bringing the just I said I, I read in my notes it says equally they're both equal they are both beautiful and both are representation of the God nature. So it's just like okay so why is it why why, why are you talking about the masculine and feminine? You know I thought we supposed to talking about sex I, we were going to get to that but it's just like I need you to recognize the respect that you just simply have for as a male for who you are as a man and the respect for the female entity of, if you are a woman, to respect the entity of who you are as a woman. Okay. And maximizing your masculinity and maximizing your femininity. Because before we can ever get into a relationship, before we can ever get to a marriage, we fully know who you are. Yeah, right. We love to spend hours at a conference talking about marriage and courtships and relationships, but we don't know who the heck we are. We don't even like going to the grocery store by ourselves. We want somebody to go with us everywhere we go. We can't even go to a movie by ourselves. You don't even know you. And it's just like, re- truly respecting the, the the birthright that God has given you. As a, who, who are you as a man in God? Who are you as a woman of God? And I think for me, that was one of the biggest things that when I came to God, um, it, it, it's the, the, the biggest thing is that maximizing your self-discovery when defined in Christ. Because a lot of people they want to discover themselves, but no, we need to stay within the line of what Christ has called for me to be, in according to His identity and according to His purpose. Discover yourself in Him, yeah. Amen. Yeah. And I believe one of my, my biggest struggles in my own masculinity was I, I almost want, I almost wanted to uh, mimic the men that I admired, or I wanted to uh, um, emulate. Or for me, I, I dealt with uh, same sex attraction, but God delivered me out of that lifestyle. And I figured, okay, so now I don't lust after men, but now I need to lust after women. But God let me know that it lusted regardless is sin. Yeah. <laughs> so you trying like, to, you switching up one yeah. burden for another burden, yeah. understand what yeah. I'm saying? And you're just like, I, I'm coming now into being safe for a long time and living in my purity, right, and understanding walking and walking in masculinity that now I have a male ego. I thought I was exempt. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize how much my, my ego, like I didn't know I had an ego until it was challenged. Mm-hmm. And you know, when, when, a, when a man's ego is challenged, you feel like a lion, but your behavior is that of a little child. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you, it's really just submitting your masculinity fully unto God and just learning the confidence of my God-given birthrights and the talents that God given to me. And then also, too, at the end of the day, when a really big thing, uh, when trying to disciple with my masculinity is, okay, the society has all of this list and all of these rules mm-hmm. and all of these things that telling me what God says. But oh God, when I read your word, although it's only about this much, it holds so much more value. And so it was just like, yeah, the weight just fell off me because it was just like, God, you're not requiring me to do all of this stuff that the world is requiring me to do. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, but yours, but, what you said, what your standards are, they're eternal, they yeah. last, yeah. they're forever. Yeah. It's in love, it's in joy. It's going to give me peace, it's going to give me understanding, it's going to give me wisdom, it's going to yeah. give me joy. And so being in you, I'm going to see the full fulfillment of what you call for me to be. Rather than trying to mimic and trying to emulate and trying to be like everybody else, but maximizing the, the masculinity of what you put in me. Um, a good scripture to go read from men is First Kings two twenty two, where David encouraged Solomon to be be your own man. Go forth and show yourself to be a man. And he gives him he gives him the standards. He gives him the commandments. He gives them he gives them he gives, them, he gives him God's law. He says, "You go forth." He didn't tell him anything about all this other stuff, because I'm pretty sure he, learned, he was gonna learn a lot of those stuff in time, being that he was, he was the son of the king, so he had seen and witnessed many things and learned many things, but he says, I need you to know this one thing. I need you to go forth and show yourself as a man under God's design, under God's way. And then I'm not gonna leave you out, ladies, in uh, Proverbs 31. And I remember I had a friend, she did a sermon uh, a long time ago and she said that she said she wanted to emulate Heather Lindsay. She didn't understand how she couldn't get it together to be like Heather Lindsay because she liked wearing sweatpants and she liked wearing Jordans and she wanted to have the nice pretty hair and she wanted to be able to talk soft and talk like that and mm-hmm. do that but God let her know that the she wanted to be the quote unquote virtuous woman but God let her know that the virtue was on the inside. Yeah. yeah. And so when Come we read the, the chapter of the Proverbs 31 Woman, we recognize it wasn't anything in her actions because Homegirl was doing a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. if you bet if me, she actually ever read the chapter, yeah. my sister was doing a lot. The virtue wasn't in her actions, but was inside of her. She maximized the virtue that lived down on the inside of her so that it affected not only, it affected not only towards her God. Her man, her career, her finances, her status, her wardrobe, her education, and her reputation because she maximized the virtue that lived on the inside of her. That's what made her virtuous. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's maximize our masculinity. Let's maximize our femininity according to God's design. Next big thing. What is the greatest commandment? In Matthew 22, 35 through 40, but in Mark, it says, what is the first and most important? And we know that's love God and love people. But not only, he says, love God with all your heart, your soul, and mind, and Mark, he says, with all your strength, with everything you got. <laughs> Whatever you got left, you love him with all of that. And it's just like, he, and the, the beauty thing about God, he's, he's made us so complex and so sophisticated that it's just like we, we when it comes to um, sex and intercourse, that's only about just the smallest part of who you are. We fall into sexual sins and all these things because it's only a, the smallest part, but you're, you're a full, fully faceted individual. You have a heart, you have a mind, you have a spirit, and all of that needs to be taken into part when you partnership with somebody else. Amen. Amen. And it's just like we tend to think with one part. I mean we we can think about it. There's people who who you know just stick with their mind if it, if it ain't direct, if it's not intellectual, if it's not if you're not thinking about it, da, 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 if it's not this, if it's not that, if it's not A to B, one, two, three, then you know, it throws them all out of whack. Then we got the people who think with their hearts. It's just like, oh, how I feel, and da, woo woo woo. And then we, we you know we got the in the, the spirit and it's just like faith. <laughs> of all three, of all of the soul, of all parts of you, to line up to the spirit of God, of your mind and of your heart and of your body, and to line up to the things of God, of fully of knowing yourself before you get into relationship, before you sit there and lie with somebody else, but fully being made known and making a full decision, right? And uh, what I love about that is that the same God of the heart, the same God of the mind, the same God of the spirit, the same God of the genitals. And um, I love this this verse in which Moses he's talking to God, and God asks Moses, "I need you to go to Egypt. I need you to go to Egypt, and I need you to go talk, and you know, go set my people free." And Moses says, "I I, I can't speak." Mm. But he's like, "But you made the mouth." And God blesses. know, yes, I was. I am the one who makes the mouth. I'm the one who allows it to speak and let it not speak. I'm the God that makes it be able to mute and make it be able to talk. And I and I and I take that and use that indirectly with the same thing with your hormones. The same thing with your genitals. He made it. He knows. He understands. And the same God is going to give you understanding on how to control it and how to handle it. Amen. 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 It's just like it's sometimes, it, it, we, 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 sometimes we get so into the feelings, so get to the desires, we allow it to overtake us sometimes and then we end up falling into things that we never intend to. Thoughts get a little bit longer than intended. We end up being in places a little bit longer than we intended and it may not even fully go anywhere but we know where our minds went. Yeah. We know where our hearts were intent. That if it fully could have went there, we may have probably would allowed it if God didn't step in and make a way. And so um, I just want to uh, talk about just uh, because I'm coming close to my time. I really want to maximize my time. I want to say give your sexual desires purpose. Let it be fully used in, in relationships, in, in, in a marriage, and for God's glory and for God's edification. And not being thrown. every original way, just because you have a feeling, because feelings come and go. Um, The book talks about, there's three different levels. um, It refers about in the book, and it talks about uh, sexuality, and that's how we relate to others and ourselves. And we, and a lot of the things that I talked about with maximizing our our singleness, our self-discovery, our uh, masculinity, our femininity, that is all a part of your sexuality, of of who you that of who and how you relate to people. And you're being, you're being able to have healthy relationships with just regular people day to day. It's going to help you be able to have healthy relationships with the one person that God may be calling for you to be with. A lot of us, we, we don't even have a community of friends or people that we can talk to or we can speak to about these certain things. Sometimes we spend a lot of time alone, but you want to be with somebody. And then we get into these relationships and it's unhealthy because we don't know how to communicate. We don't know how to talk to people. We don't know how to deal with folks
1: because I don't like dealing with
0: people because you want to in a great relationship. That's the person. <laughs> That's a whole other person yeah. with a heart, mind, body, and soul, and spirit that you gotta learn and grow and deal with. And then, not only that, we have we, we then Not only that, that when we want a relationship, a couple to do whatever we want to do, and then you want to marry that person. And God says, we we married to a death do us part. So now you have to sit here and deal with the growth and the elevation of this exact same person, this new person This should more like being around people. (laughs) (laughs) And, And if you think you're just gonna sit around and be under your husband or your wife the entire time, then no, not so. It's only going to lead that we get to just a friction because now you're expecting your identity to take form in a marriage, or your identity to be given by your wife or your husband Mm -hmm. because you never maximize just your singleness. You never maximize your masculinity. You never maximize your femininity. You never realize who you were being a one whole person with another whole person having a one whole relationship. (laughs) Praise God. i so let's go back to the sexual desires and giving it purpose. Okay, so okay, so I got a, a ratchet example, and then I'm gonna give you all another example. Let's go with the ratchet example first. Okay, so the three the three stages are um the sexuality and we talked about how, how we relate to others and how we relate to ourselves. And then it talked about erotic behavior. That's the kissing and caressing on a physical level and then on the mental level, we got the erotic fantasies, the love letters. Uh, we don't really do love letters nowadays. We probably do millennials. We do sexting and you know sex talk and all those different things. And then it talks about the, the deepest level, which is true sex, which is designed for marriage and the um, mutual, um, mutual orgasmic um, sexual intercourse, right? And so he, he breaks the, he breaks it down like this. So how we would look at it is that I'm gonna compare it to like a condo box. So if we look at the condo box, we see the brand, we see the price, we see all about the the whatever, whatever it is, whatever style it is, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just like as a consumer, you see what exactly what it is that you want. The outside, everything on the outside world really gets to see what's on the outside of that particular box, correct? Right, so everybody gets access to that box, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody gets to see what's, what, what, what yeah. is about the box, what's mm-hmm. everything, how money is in there, what's the, on the outside of the box, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, the inside of the box, now we have the individual pack, which is only gonna be used for, between two people, right? Uh-huh. Now that's going to be your erotic behavior. The erotic behavior is going to lead to, is supposed to be a, a pre-leading into the true sex. So we're not even supposed to be getting inside the box unless you Come are on. in an intimate relationship with or in marriage with somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. And then we get to the final part, which is the common, which is the true sex, which is the holy of holies, which is the enter end mm-hmm. right? Now the, the the nice, pretty example that they put in the book, they paired it to a wedding ring. Now, let's do it to a bag on the outside. We got every kiss begins with K. We got Jerry, Whatever brain you got going on. You know, yeah. whatever catches your eye, what you got going on, right? And mm-hmm. we know that in way it has the box. Not everybody gonna get a box. Come on. Not everybody right. walks out with a box. There's only one box, mm. right? Yeah. And then inside the box is what? One ring. Yeah. Only Ooh. one person is gonna okay. get the one ring. So regardless of whether you got the graduate version or the, the, the other book version, I think we all understanding about the three different levels of how, how this how this works and how we relate to other people and how we relate to our, in our relationships and in our marriages. Mm-hmm. And recognizing that this sex is for true sex. It's, for, it's only a marriage. Mm-hmm. You can have sex, but true sex, God's way according to God's design, is with the one person that God intended for you to be with. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times when we, when we address these kind of issues, we address it from the outside in. But I believe that God's calling for us to work from the inside out. That's why I think I started the the the, the workshop the way that I did was recognizing that God sees you, that God. He sees you, he sees your heart earning work, he sees what he's trying to do, he sees your heart for him to be pure, and the the fight, the, the outside battle that you're doing, but he says, I need you to bring it in, I need you to think about the love, I need you to remember me, and that's the most important thing that I really want you to get, is that in all of your fighting to be pure, in all your fighting to stay holy and sanctified, and consecrated, and all of that, and stay until marriage, I want you to know that he loves you. Yeah. And that and you got to remember the love for it. It's just like we and remember the the reason for why you're doing this. That I'm married to you first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That then I'm not I'm worried. worried about that whether or not I'm gonna die a virgin. And the reason why we fall into this is because the world has overly so sexualized now, 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 now. everything. Everything. A hammer. And then we come to the church and it's just it's just oh silent. So then we're just left in the middle, like mm, well. <laughs> 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 I guess we can talk about it in the (laughs) evening. Right, and just uh, that—that's what we get left with. But I want you to have a healthy understanding about the love of God. You have to fully know your identity. That's why I didn't go into a whole bunch of tools on how to fight. I didn't go into a whole bunch of tools on what to do and how to do. You can buy the book for that, Uh, you know. And it's just like, but I wanted you to really fully understand the, the, the 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 love God has for you, that you are fully and truly known by. Just like don't get so caught up in the feelings, so caught up in the moment, so caught up in our hormones that we forget about the just the all, the wholeness of who you are in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I would encourage anybody to go and read um, Matthew twenty-five. Um, I think the book does a good job of talking about virginity, or whether you're a virgin or uh, a soul virgin, walking in purity, is recognizing to be a good steward of it. God gave, God gave you this gift. Um, and my last, my last um quote that I wanted to give, I, I love this in the book. Um, I wanted to divine what a soul version is. It says, one who continually seeks the value and celebrates to protect God's design for sexuality and body, soul, and spirit, and oneself and others. Because remember, we were talking about our relationship with other people. Mm-hmm. Just like how you want to go to heaven and make it to heaven. Care about somebody else, you want them to go and make it to heaven as well too. And respecting them and respecting the boundaries, respecting the hope and all those things. And I, I thought this was a beautiful quote for, for virgins and, and non-virgins. And it says, I vow before God from this point forward to not give away my gift of true sex until marriage to my spouse or my marriage to Christ, whichever comes first. And then for my married, it says, I vow because married people can be so virgins too. And it says, I vow before God that from this point forward I will not give away my gift of true sex to anyone other than my spouse till death do us part of my marriage to Christ, whichever which comes first. And so um, as I close, um, I hope there was something that you know that was discussed in the workshop that would, that's gonna help you just, just if anything else, just remember that God, well, the love of God that Christ has for you, that he sees your fight. He sees he sees what you're doing. He sees your earnestness for purity. He sees your heart for him. But remember the love. It's not just about the fight. You know, don't be that one that just beats in the air. Remember that this is this is a relationship that you're in. To maximize your singleness, maximize your masculinity, maximize your femininity. Love your friends. Make new friends. Meet new people. Join in relationships. Be married. And. Uh, continue to be a part of the true love story that's only found in Christ Jesus, which was the first true romantic love story, and making yourself a part of that love story. We know the gospel. We understand the gospel. But do you make yourself an active part of the love story? God bless you. God bless you.